Good morning. How are y'all? Good. Maybe I actually should have said top of the morning to you. Um, thank you and welcome, Green Spring. Thank you all so much for sharing beautiful music with us this morning. Um, thank you, parents, for supporting them and bringing them here this morning. We welcome you and all to 7th Street Christian Church. Um, a handful of announcements. Mainly, we like to point people to the bulletin, so um, feel free to, to read that. But I do want to point out a couple of um, important things. One is that um, we are doing a fundraiser for our intergenerational mission trip, and you can support that um, by contributing and helping us build a model house. Um, and that is out in uh, the narthex right out here. And you can see Miss Jamie um, and some of our youth that are, help, are helping raise money for that. So you can learn more about that mission trip. Also want to point out that um, we have a monthly event called Faith, Family, and Friends, where we usually gather and play games and learn something. We don't have Faith, Family, and Friends in the month of March, but are doing a joint uh, potluck with our Greenspring uh, International Academy of Music friends on April 26th. So want to be sure that you mark your calendars for that. I know that you're thinking, that's so far ahead. Like, that's all the way after Easter. Um, but you also probably didn't imagine that it's already March 17th. So, you know, it comes quickly. Um, also want to point out that... Um, particularly for our regular 7th Street people, um, those in our community um, that are listed in the, the bulletin insert, we've had a couple people move. And so y'all remember the Clark family moved to California and Alita Cockrell, who has moved to Florida, their addresses are printed in the bulletin. So don't forget we have prayer cards that you can write them a note and wish them well and we will send them um, we'll get those notes to them. So we, we continue to hold them in our thoughts and our prayers during this transition. Um, we are in the mi middle of Lent, um, and we are working on uh, working ourselves through the Gospel of Luke and through a theme called um, Cultivating and Letting Go. And there are resources in your bulletin that I just want to point you to that cover our worship for further reflection and study during this week. So just want to remind you of that. Um, now, this Sunday is also a wandering Sunday. And for those of you who may not know, that's where children of all ages um, can go hang out with Miss Jamie and we learn more about worship and we're a bit in and out. And so there's Miss Jamie if she wants to raise her hand. Um, and so... Feel free, I assume, to go with her unless you're playing. So if you're playing, you probably can't go with her. But um, just stay here. So. Um, so with that, I'll invite Jamie up as we do our gathering song this morning. So with me, you are welcome to come and grab an instrument. Ooh. Everyone, young and young at heart, are welcome to come and grab you? an instrument. We're going to sing a gathering song.
Is it on now? How about now? Whoa. Okay, so kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Oh, Lord, kumbaya. You think we can do this? You know it. Can you sing loud for me? All right, let's all sing together. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. very much. I appreciate the makeshift instruments with keys and other things out in the congregation. Thank you. Please stand for the call to worship. The call to worship will be found Psalm 27 on page 736 in your hymnal. Okay, you'll join me in reading the parts in bold. Okay, and first I invite you to listen to the choir sing the response and for us to join in the second time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. One thing I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after. To live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to God will hide me in a shelter in the day of trouble. Will conceal me under the cover of a tent, and will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in God's tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Please join in singing hymn 24, verse 1 to 3. 1 and 3. <laughs>
please join me in the unison prayer of confession. God, you tell us to cultivate compassion. You tell us to cultivate justice. You tell us to let go of judgment. You tell us to let go of what others think. Guide our feet, our hearts, and our minds to a better world. Gratefully, we pray. Though fear should beset us, though danger cause us to close up our doors, though troubles assail and lead us away from the ways of grace, only one thing is necessary. Just turn back to God's promise of grace. Remember that God is reaching out with loving arms and let yourself be held. Only ask forgiveness and it is ours. Know that in this moment we have asked and in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now, at peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another. some friends escaped to wandering just a few minutes early, so let me see if I can get them. Hey, friends who are in wandering, come on in. We're not quite done. We have a Lenten learning moment. Come on. Come and join me. I'm with you, too. Okay. Yes, perfect. Okay. Thank you. So, friends, we are actually going on a field trip, so you'll be able to hear us, but you might not be able to see us just for a moment, so we'll be back. Anybody who is young or young at heart is welcome to join us on our field trip. But I want us to have courage and to head upstairs towards the balcony. Can we do that? Yes. All together? You've always wanted to be up in the balcony? Well, today's your chance. Okay, let's walk upstairs. Thank you so much for walking very nicely. Ellie, could you hold the door for us? Thank you so much. I'd just like you to walk towards the front row. Come on up. Oh, Miss Becky is coming. Okay, friends, so you want to wave to your friends down there? It's good to see you. 
So I'm a little bit scared of heights. I have a little bit of a fear of heights. We have a, Graham, come on in. Nice, strong, thank you. We might, I we but do. I wanted to know, do any of you have a fear or a worry of something? I am not afraid of anything. You are not afraid of anything. You are so courageous. I'm not afraid of anything. Not at all. Nobody has any fears up here? All right, friends, can I have your eyes and your ears up here? No one is afraid of anything. All of you have... So sometimes empty, empty closets can be a little bit scary in rooms that we're not so familiar with. Yeah, I think fear is natural. We all have sometimes things. Of the dark. Yeah, some people are scared of the dark. We all have fears and we have worries. Yes, exactly. So sometimes we have things that help us to feel courageous, too. We hold a toy or a stuffed animal. I'm afraid of being alone. Yes, so sometimes we take a friend or a partner with us. And what I want to tell you this morning is that God is always with you. God is always with us, goes with us, even when we are afraid, even when we face some of our fears. And so we can begin to let go of some of those fears. Yes, exactly. Okay, so friends, I'm going to invite you to grab a feather or a few feathers. And what I want us to do is to remember, can, can we have quiet voices just for a minute? What I want you to remember is that God is always with us, and so we are able to let go of some of our fears, of some of our worries, because God goes with us everywhere we go, okay? So friends that are like pretty close to the back, you might feel a couple feathers, but don't worry, God is with you as well. Okay, so I'm going to invite you to grab a handful of feathers. These are some of your worries, not all of them. Share, we have to share. Yep, just share some worries, grab them, and let them go, knowing that God is always with you. Are they real? They are. They're real feathers. Here, go. Gabe, did you get some? Yep, grab some feathers and let them go, knowing that God is with you. I'm going to let some go as well. That we can have worries, but we trust that God is with us. You want to throw some worries down there? And as you leave today, let these feathers be a reminder to you as well that when you have fears and when you have worries, God goes with you. We are headed to wandering, so we will see you during communion. Leading the kids through wandering. <laughs> Friends, usually we have two scripture readings. Our first scripture reading was Psalm 27 that we read together for our call to worship. Our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 13 verses 31 through 35, and I invite you to read along in your pew Bible or to actively listen. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. Jesus replied, Go tell that fox, 
I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Sometimes our community and the people that comprise them let us down. We expect people to do the right thing, to do justice and love kindness. This week, our communities have let us down. And we don't have to go too far back to see how we have been let down. On Friday, white supremacist ideals and rhetoric resulted in real-world violence when a shooter with a history of social media radicalism entered two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand and murdered 50 people. And the violence doesn't stop there. It goes further as those who were present praying, men, women, fathers, mothers, children, will bear the psychological scars for the rest of their lives, as well as the thousands touched by this act of terror. Family members of victims and survivors and friends and loved ones. And those throughout the world who know too well what it feels like to feel and be unsafe in what is supposed to be known as a safe place. From Philadelphia to Charlottesville. Sometimes our communities let us down. When we learn what most of us already knew but can no longer deny, that the influence of money and power and celebrity status to gain entrance into prestigious universities takes precedence over hard work and decent grades and sacrifice. Our communities let us down. When Detroit still doesn't have clean drinking water, and as of September 2018, 57 out of 86 schools where test results were test results shown that there are still elevated levels of lead or copper. Our communities let us down. And even though the Environmental Protection Agency says that even low levels of lead in the blood of children can result in behavior and learning problems and lower IQ and hyperactivity and slowed growth and hearing problems and anemia, the EPA proposes rollbacks in water protection. Sometimes our communities let us down. And while perhaps we can set ourselves apart from these atrocities, creating space so we don't have to be so overloaded with the stress and the heartache, it would be prudent to remember that 2.7 million people in Virginia depend upon the James River for drinking water. 
for commercial fishing. And that the economic value of all that is $22 billion. Sometimes our communities let us down. And an even closer look at home in Richmond. Our city schools don't have the resources they need. And affordable housing is nearly non-existent for the average Richmond resident. And then, then there is our governor, who I guess prays that if enough time passes, we will all forget about his college blackface pranks and will forget to hold him accountable when he promises to work toward racial justice. Our communities and those who make it up sometimes let us down. From institutions to those who serve it, from those who are short-sighted or who are only in it for their own gain. We are let down because we had hoped people were going to be better, to do better, to help those who needed, to hold fast to laws and rules that were supposed to support and not hinder. And we are left lamenting. That is where we find Jesus today. Lamenting for a community, a city that is not living into its name. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you. Jerusalem the center of the nation, the home of the temple, the home of the Ark of the Covenant, where God is at the center of the people. Jerusalem, the nexus between heaven and earth. Jerusalem, a name that means peace. And yet that is not what is taking place there. Jerusalem, has become the place where religious leadership is now complacent with Roman priorities. It is the place that is complicit in the empire and power structures that were, that were meant to protect and no longer do. It is the place of violence where they kill prophets and stone those who are sent to it. Jerusalem is a community that has gone awry. And Jesus is mourning the hope and possibility of what this community was supposed to be and what it could be again. Jesus is living on the edge of danger. Controversy is swirling around his feet. His outspoken style and his constant challenges to the established order have drawn the attention of powerful people, and now Jesus has an increasing number of enemies. His cousin, John the Baptist, has been beheaded, and John's murderer, King Herod, has placed a price on Jesus' head. Our gospel lesson speaks clearly of Jesus' courage and determination. And the Pharisees warned Jesus, Herod wants to kill you. And Jesus responds incredulously with his schedule. Listen, I'm casting out demons today and I'm going to be doing some healings tomorrow. Jesus is on a mission. He has focus, he has purpose, and he can't get distracted by outside threats. He is not going into hiding. And he sets his face toward Jerusalem and nothing is going to deter him. 
Luke's gospel lesson challenges us to emulate the example of Jesus by living our lives with similar courage and resolve. But do we need such a challenge? Are any of us here really doing anything that could possibly incur the wrath or severe displeasure of anyone in authority? I mean, most of us are probably shuffling along, trying not to rock the boat, happy to maintain integrity in our own life. Are we living our life like the Iranian human rights lawyer Nasserin Sotudeh, who this week was sentenced to 38 years in prison and 149 lashes for her peaceful human rights work, including her defense of women protesting Iran's abusive force hijab laws and her outspoken opposition to the death penalty. Or what about the 250 female prison inmates in California who signed up to fight wildfires? They are paid less than $2 a day for hazardous, backbreaking, life-risking work. These are quite noble struggles. And without a doubt, an act of courage few of us might be willing to face. But I don't think all courageous moves have to be backbreaking and life-threatening. I am willing to acknowledge that Jesus is Jesus, and we are not. But our humanity shouldn't get us off the hook. I mean, if we are honest, I think we would acknowledge the painful truth wrapped in the old cliche, if you were on trial for your life and the charge is that you are a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Courage and resolve can look as simple as teenagers who come together to help an eight-year-old boy who is dangling from a ski lift in Vancouver. Courage and resolve can look as simple as disarming bullying against kids or our Muslim brother, Jewish brothers and sisters or against racism by stepping in and speaking out. It only takes one person to disengage a bully. Courage and resolve can be as simple as following in the footsteps of the youth who chose to be a part of a global climate protest. Courage and resolve can look as simple as asking questions and exercising our critical thinking skills. Courage and resolve can be as simple as erring on the side of love in all things. Our first reading this morning, Psalm 27, asks the question, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? The truth is, we have a lot of fears in life. We mentioned many struggles last week, from living paycheck to paycheck, to caring for parents with dementia. There are many in our world who now fear for their lives or who risk their life just to pray to their God. 
And we can choose to live in fear. We can remain silent and scattered. We can close ourselves off. We can choose to demonize and other. We can choose violence and self-sufficiency or usurp our prerogatives over others. And we can become complacent, letting our institutions do our sinning for us. Or we can resist it. And we can be courageous. This week, on Terry Gross's NPR's Fresh Air, she interviewed Barbara Brown Taylor, a former Episcopal priest and a theological guru, among many of my colleagues. And the interview shared Taylor's answer to the question, who is God? And I paraphrase this answer. She says, I am aware that I am using a code word when I speak of God. We all imagine something different, a different posture. I suppose my own image, evolving and imperfect as it is, would be that God is the glue that hooks everything together. The consciousness that moves between all living things. I do not imagine two arms or two eyes, but a presence beyond my being that knows the stars by name and knows me by name, that is not here to be useful to me or give me things as much as it asks of me to give myself away for love. While there is a great deal of fear. God's presence in our lives helps us face our fears. God's presence helps us to be resilient, giving us the grit to press on and move forward, giving ourselves away for love's sake, like Jesus. So friends, let us strive to be the people of courage. Let us resist the Herods who would seek to silence us or scare us. Let us confront wrong whatever, wherever we find it, always determined to live as citizens of God's beloved community. Amen. I invite us to stand and sing our hymn of commitment, Great is Thy Faithfulness. We will sing verses 1 and 3. It's found on page 86.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Dear God, hear our prayers today, the ones we offer aloud and those we offer in silence. We pray for the people who have lost family and friends due to the shooter in New Zealand, and we pray that that hatred ends. We pray for people going through hard times and rough patches in their lives. And we pray for strength. We pray with a spirit of trust that you live within us and that your love is for all whom you created. Help us live lives of love and service in the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Abram trusted, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. The psalmist waited for God while troubles raged. Jesus and Paul saw the enemies of faith around them. But by God's grace, our world has more wonder than trouble. By God's grace, we are gifted with hope and resilience. By God's grace, love and life have triumphed. And we are invited into the joyful communion of God and all God's people. Let our tithes and offerings be a holy gesture of thanksgiving, a song of joy and blessing. Let us gather our gifts with grateful praise and offer them to God's purposes.
God of all goodness, we thank you for your blessings, more numerous than the stars, more bountiful than the greatest of harvests, more steady than the beat of our hearts. Here we dedicate our gifts and rededicate ourselves to your vision of hope and wholeness. May all that we do and all that we give be pleasing to you and a testimony to your loving purposes. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This communion table is an expression of our commitment and manifestation of God's will. It is here that we are reminded of the inclusivity of all. Christ's radical hospitality feeds all. This table is beyond bloodlines and social norms. It breaks down the walls that make us strangers to ourselves and divide us from one another. Every time we come, we profess we will do our best walking in the ways of Jesus. Let us join our voices in our communion hymn, In Christ There Is No East or West. around this table we remember the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said this bread is like my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me and likewise after supper Jesus took the wine and poured it out in the cup and blessed it and gave it to them and said, The wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins, poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. This morning we partake of communion by intinction, and you are invited to come forward to take a piece of bread and dip it into the cup and partake of the two elements together. Please know, here at 7th Street Christian Church, we practice an open communion table. So no matter who you are or where you are from, you are welcome here. Let us pray. What a wonderful joy it is to be invited to dinner, to partake of food so graciously and beautifully prepared. It will taste good. It will nourish our body. The conversation will nourish our souls. The love we find will nourish our lives. That is what this table is about, O oh God. That's why Christ prepared it for his disciples. It's why we still celebrate it today. Because all are welcome to this marvelous, wonderful, delicious feast. May this bread nourish our bodies as we are reminded of his body broken on Calvary's cross. May the contents of this cup flow through us as his blood flowed as he died for us, for all our sins. And as dear St. Patrick drove those snakes out of Ireland so long ago, 
May your love drive our fears out of us. The hatred, the bigotry, the prejudice, the key, all those sins that keep us from being your people. We pray these things in the name of the risen, the glorious, the marvelous Christ, our brother. Amen.
Beautiful God, we give you thanks that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Christ. Strengthen our faith, increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world with courage and peace. In the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us stand and join our voices in our closing hymn, Savior Like a Shepherd, Lead Us. It is your bulletin insert. benediction. God is our light, our hope, our all in all. Blessed be God now and forever. Christ is our home, our life, our joy. Blessed be God now and forever. Go now in peace to love and serve your Lord.